Good morning. Our first hymn this morning will be number 336, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 9. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and ask that you open our hearts and our ears to your word. We pray for your provision in the coming week, and we ask for your safety for Pastor Nick as he makes his way back home after this Sunday morning. We also ask for your provision for Cheryl and the kids as they're recovering from illness. 
and we thank you for Dan coming today to speak to us. In your name we pray, amen. Now let us say the words of the, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hymn number 368, Jesus is my friend most precious. Jesus is my friend most precious, never friend did love as he, and I leave this friend so gracious, spurn his wondrous love for me, no nor friend nor foe shall sever me from him who loves me so. His shall be my will forever. There above and here below. Bitter death for me he suffered. From all guilt he set me Father, he hath offered everlasting prayers for me. Who is he that would condemn me? Christ hath saved me by his grace. Who can from my Savior draw me? I am safe in his embrace. Now I am convinced that never life or death can sever me from my blessed Lord and Savior, present things nor things to Height nor depth, not fear nor favor, not that heaven nor earth affords, makes the sacred promise waver. Ye are Christ's and he's the Romans 10.17 Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. For that reason, I am very pleased to see you here today. For this is what it's about. Um, greetings from the creation, um, and greetings from God our Father. And we just pray for his presence here today. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows me. I, I don't know everybody out there. I'm Dan Salo. I'm the firstborn son of Don and Vi Salo. And I've been working on, you know, going into the Old Testament, it says the firstborn son is to receive a double portion of the inheritance. Huh? Right, Jake got that one right away. But I've been having a hard time convincing my siblings of that, but that's what the word of the Lord says, right? <laughs> Um, and I also here want to remind you that um, I'm not here to reveal anything new, anything that you've never heard that is 
speakers, we are just here to remind you of the Word of God. I haven't had any great revelation that I'm sure you've never heard before this week as I'm preparing here, but, but we are here to remind you of the Word of God. And also, times when I speak in Kingston every once in a while, they're just that I like to give the congregation permission to be selfish today. I mean, we're trained from young kids to share and, and not be selfish, but please be selfish today and pray, Lord, feed me. That's feed me today. Don't be listening for somebody on your side or somebody at home, but just pray that the Lord would feed you today. In Luke chapter 1, verse 50, during the, during the Christmas story, Mary praised, praised God when she was with Elizabeth. And in one of her, uh, in verse 50, she says, Her mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. This is a meaningful promise to me, being I was raised in a Christian home. You all know my father was a preacher, pastor, and I don't know if you noticed it, but I noticed that he emphasized faith quite a bit in his sermons. I remember hearing about being justified by faith, by being sanctified by faith, being obedient in faith, to live by faith, to walk by faith, that faith counted for our righteousness, that purifying our hearts in faith, and then Whatever is not of faith is sin. We've probably heard all of these slogans or sayings. So I thought it would be proper that if the next generation, being we talked about the generation to generation, which is me, would also speak of this faith. And, and as I pray that the next generation from his seed, which would be my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren, that this message of saving faith would continue even in, in our family and, and that God's word would continue from generation to generation. Many of you know or also have had that blessing of growing up in a God-fearing home. And as I said, it's my responsibility to continue this blessing to my children and my grandchildren, and I now can say my great-grandchildren, or, or child at this point, but hopefully there'll be more great-grandchildren too coming, um, to, to, that, um, that I, I would preach this faith to them, to teach them this faith. And we've talked about from the mercies of God from generation to generation, and being blessed living in a a Christian home, but maybe not all of you's had that, that maybe you've come to faith on your own or even maybe even recently, but now that means it's your turn to start that beautiful cycle of generation to generation of believers in Jesus Christ and his saving work. We know in Numbers it speaks of another cycle of the sins of the fathers onto the third and fourth generation. This doesn't mean that if your parents were sinful, that doesn't mean that, you know, or, or um, evil that you are going to be, but we all know we, we are what we were, how we were raised or what we learned as we live. And that's so often what we become. And so he's encouraging us to be the teachers in the work of Christ, not so that our children would, you know, so often it seems that the father's an alcoholic, the kids become alcoholics, if there's abusers, the abuser, abusing continues, and, and we would just pray that that cycle would stop and that the cycle of believers would continue. So as even young parents here, we encourage you to to work on that, that, that is so important in God's plan 
and that your family could benefit from that. If you haven't figured it out by now, my uh, text is on faith. It's only mentioned 243 times in the New Testament, so maybe it's important. So we are going to look at faith chapter in Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 through 14. So reading in, God, in, in God's name here. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for his inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles which Isaac and Jacob, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of it when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were per persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Amen. During um, our Advent season, which isn't too far ago, I always kind of like hang on to that Christmas a, a little bit into January. I mean, it's, it's not something we want to get rid of right away. You know, Pastor Bob, who you all know grew up here, yeah, and we're lucky to have him, so thank you for sharing him. Um, he spoke a lot about that we all need a savior, that we all need a redeemer. And, it, and then as, as we got into the new year, he spoke of being renewed, of being renewed in the spirit and being redu renewed and made right with God and our fellow man. So as I was contemplating these sermons as it progressed and realizing that we all do need a savior. And, and I, I've been saved. You know, I, I know I'm a child of God, and I know where I'm going. But after this, the question came to mind is, what now? Now what do I do? And as always, we can always find the answer in his word. In the previous chapter, in verse 38, it says, Now the just shall live by faith. So that is the progression for us. We've been saved We've been redeemed, we've come to know the Lord, and now we live by faith. And um, so this is our next step in our progression there, to live by faith and to walk by faith. Um, so at this time, it's kind of handy to know what is faith, and that's where our text starts. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
for the evidence of things not seen. Translations say now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I mean, they mean the same thing, but sometimes some words are more familiar with, with us. But it is certainly draw, points out that there are two dimensions to faith. I mean, faith provides a guarantee. We all know that. You know, it's not a flimsy dream. I mean, it has substance. It is reality. It keeps us grounded. We hold fast. But it also, the other dimension is it looks to the future. It gives us courage to move forward. And it's, how, what is faith? I mean, we, it's kind of like air, kind of like the Holy Spirit. I kind of look at it that way too, is that we can't touch it. We can't see it. We can't smell it. We can't taste it. They can't produce it in a laboratory or a factory, but we can feel it, right? We can feel it here. This is where God works in our heart. Our mind can't comprehend some of these things. So we have to rely on faith to reveal it in our heart where, where it becomes meaningful and it becomes a deep down part of you. We can't generate it ourselves. We know it's a gift of God. By faith, we remove our self-sufficiency, what we think is right and what's good for us. And we place our reliance on God and God alone. And then we can receive strength to believe. Then we can grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord. Faith is an attitude of trust in which a believer believes and receives that gift of salvation. And then we can live in that promise of God. I got one statement here. I don't even remember where I found it from, but it was, it, it was something I thought about. Says, Faith is our acceptance of God's acceptance of us. This is one area sometimes that I struggle with this. You know, it's why me? Why me, Lord? What have I ever done? Some of you may know the song, right? Uh, to deserve even one of the blessings you've shown. But God, he wants us to accept him, and he gives us the faith to say, to believe that I am a saint. God will accept me because of the work of his son on the cross. He won't accept me because of my own, but because of Christ, I am acceptable. And at times like that where you, you know, it's like he knows my heart. He knows my thoughts. I get these thoughts just pop in sometimes that are evil, not right. And it's like, where in the world did that come from? You know, it's just how did that happen? Or, you know, I wasn't really feeling anything, but I mean, those thoughts pop into our mind because we're human. And how do we deal with that? Remember the apostles when um, he, they were uh, with Christ and he was talking about how many times you should forgive your brother, which also means forgive myself. What did the apostles say? Increase my faith. That that's what our prayer at this time should be, is to increase my faith. Because the true faith is confidence, being confident and being obedient to the word of God in spite of circumstances or what's going on in your life. That those things shouldn't make our faith struggle, but they do. But then pray, increase my faith. We know faith is not a, like a hope so. I hope I'm going to get to heaven. I think I will. I mean, faith is being confident and in confident in Christ's work that he's done for us so that we know where we're going. We know where, what's going on. We know that he's going to take care of us. He's going to uplift us. He's going to encourage us. And faith is not only moving forward, you know, that he gives us the 
courage to move forward. But he also gives us the faith to go back to the beginning. God is God. If we don't believe that what happened even at the, the very beginning, the, the creation, if we don't believe this was all God's work, the rest of or this whole sermon would be meaningless, right? There'd be no reason for me to be here if you didn't believe that. So then let's get into our text here a little bit where it's called the heroes of faith. And uh, verse 4, we'll go with that. First of all, it was by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. We know um, they both offer, offered sacrifices, and both sacrifices were, were sacrifices that were acceptable to God. Abel's did have the blood involved, which is something that is, is the blood, speaks of the blood of Christ. Um, Cain at, gave um, some crop that he had, uh, grains and different things, which you read the Old Testament, those sacrifices were acceptable also. But God, knowing the intent of each heart, knew that Abel's attitude in his heart was right, where Cain's wasn't. So his sacrifice was, was acceptable in the sight of God, and God considered him righteous and took him home. Um, he is dead like all the other ones that we're going to talk about. They're dead now. They've been dead for many years. But their faith continues to speak to us even today. He then speaks of Enoch, that Enoch pleased God. I tried to find out what Enoch did that pleased God, but if you go back, I believe it's in Second Kings. There's like four verses, but it really doesn't say much about what he did, but by faith, I believe that he pleased God because that's what it says here. So he, was, he pleased God because it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So by faith, we please God and we are acceptable to God. And we can accept that, that we are acceptable to God. And as always in this verse here, wherever you look in the scripture, there's always a promise. It says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So as seekers here on earth, seeking God's word, seeking his will, seeking to do what he has asked us to do, become righteous because of that and that he rewards us in the way that he sees fit I mean we think of rewards and we think of a bright red car with chrome wheels or we or 350 pickup or something or to be rewarded but that's not what we need and God knows that so he gives us what he what we need he gives us comfort, he gives us encouragement, he gives us Christian friends, he gives us Christian homes, he gives us a wonderful congregation to be a part of. So he rewards us with what he knows that we each need. Then he goes on to speaking about Abraham and Sarah. Um, or no, I guess he went to, he talked about Noah next. And his, Noah's righteousness was, is by his faith and his obedience. I mean, if anybody had faith, I mean, Noah did. I mean, build me a big ship on dry ground. It hasn't ever rained. I mean, that would just be crazy, wouldn't it? But he was obedient, and he was counted righteous because of that obedience and that by faith, he did what God said, and his family was saved, and then his generation to generation kept going by faith there. 
And then he goes on to Abraham and Sarah. And uh, in our text, it doesn't talk about Abraham sacrificing his son. That's later in the chapter. But at, at this point here, it was God told Abraham to pack up and move out of Ur to the promised land. And he didn't know where that was. So he, by faith, followed Christ or followed the message from God there. He, he was asked to do something that many of us are asked to do sometimes, and that is to leave our comfort zone because I'm not comfort right here today, comfortable right here today, <laughs> totally. It's, it's okay, um, but I never believed that I would be standing here speaking to this great cloud of witnesses, as it says. Um, but God has asked me to fill in. I'm kind of feeling like I'm the substitute teacher, but I'm seeing the kids here are not behaving like I did when I had a substitute teacher. You know? <laughs> so I appreciate that, and thank you, young, young kids there, that you are behaving. <laughs> um, and that seems to be my calling at the moment, is to be a substitute wherever God needs me. And it definitely has moved me out of my comfort zone. And I pray that God will move all of you out of your comfort zone at some point when the time is right to do something that he wants done. You each and every one of you are placed here for a purpose. And at some point, he's going to ask you to step up and do what it is he wanted, wants to do. Then it also talks about with, um, uh, with Abraham here that, how does he say, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And I should have requested, but this didn't really pop into my head until the other day, that the songwriter explains so wonderfully what that verse is saying. If I were Pastor Bob, he would sing it, but you don't want me to do that. So I'll just read some of the lines from the chorus where it says, This world, this world is not my home. This world, this world is not my home. This world is not my resting place. This world, this world is not my home. And that's what Abraham was even looking for more than a... I mean, well, he was... When he went where God told him to go, he still lived in tents. And I'm sure he would have liked a, a real home and a real city, but he realized that the home that God had for him was not on this earth. And we know that even in Sarah, she, when she heard that she was going to conceive, what did she do? She laughed. But as time went on, she came around and, and believed in the faithfulness of God's promise. And she did conceive and she had children for Isaac and from Isaac went as many of the sands of the sea as they say were there. And um, Isaac, I just, uh, 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 side, side note, Isaac means laughter. And that's because Sarah laughed. And I've got a grandson named Isaac. So now after I find that out, every time I see him, I'm going to say, laughter, get over here. Laughter, come help me cut some wood. Or, you know, <laughs> but I don't know if you like it, but he's a good kid. I think Isaac will flow with that pretty good. <laughs> we know all these examples, and it speaks of the they died in faith. They didn't see the promise that they were looking for. They were waiting for the promise of the coming Messiah that had been spoken of in Genesis already. And they never did live long enough to see it. But they, looking forward and believing in that, where we know in the Old Testament, their faith was in the coming Savior, while our faith is in the risen Savior. And there really is no difference because we all need a savior. And the only 
way that we can believe that is through faith, God-given faith, that he would help us to even believe this. And I can hear my dad still saying on this particular book, you know, that these, these men and people, they were just people like you and I, that they've been given as an example for us. You know, they're no different than us. And I don't know, sometimes I think goofy and I said, well, because I remember in like a speech class or something, they said, well, if you're afraid of the audience, just, well, just think of them, they're just like you. They put your pants on one leg at a time, right? But every Old Testament picture I look at, Abraham never had pants. So I'm not quite sure where to go with that, but he wore these long robes, you know, so. But they were still men, they were like us. And they were given as an example for us here. Sometimes, you know, we can, we feel like we can't continue, but God did give us these people as examples to say that you can continue to, to, to move forward, holding fast to his promises and just being obedient in what he asks us to do. The rest of the chapter kind of continues then, but it, it says, by faith Joseph, by faith Moses, by faith Rahab, by faith they crossed the Red Sea, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down. All these different stories that are there for us to, as an example for us to, to look at. And I'd like to, kind of in closing here, read uh, verse 32 of chapter 11. And it says, and what, Shall I more say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, of Samson, and Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, and of George Wilson, of Alvin Amberg, of Alan Thunberg, of Orville Workula. This is the longest verse in the Bible. Uh, or it will be, eh? And we just hope and pray that your name will be in verse 32 of Hebrews 11 someday. We just ask that uh, God will be with you and bless you and that these words are words of encouragement and for you and, and I would like to close appropriately with the Hebrew benediction. Now the God of peace that brought again the, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hymn 594.
Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. This will be another uh, Zoom Bible study with Pastor Nicholas on his way back from Florida. Uh, next uh, weekend, the 38th annual Spirit Mountain Ski Weekend is scheduled for February 2nd through the 4th. The plan presently is to arrive at the Esco Apostolic Lutheran Church at 9 p.m. on Friday the 2nd sleep in the church that night. Accommodations for Saturday night must be made by each individual or individual groups as they do not have housing provided this year. Breakfast will be at the barn Saturday morning and we will leave the ski to the ski hill by 8.30. Lunch will be provided by the church in the chalet and we'll ski until 4 p.m., leave for dinner at the church for 4.30 and in the evening at 6.30. The cost is as follows. The lift tickets uh, are $55, the skis are $20, and the meals are $20. So I'll post that in the fellowship hall. Um, January 25th through the 28th, there is a seminar in the Monaga area. Um, the title of it is God's Truth for Sex Restored discovering how faith, family, and sexuality connect. The guest speaker is uh, Matt Klein from Restored Ministries of Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, 
it's located, or this, this will be at the Hart Farm in Monaga, and I think Jake and some of you know where that's at. Uh, cost is $20 for individual, and adults is $40 per couple. Ages 16 through 18 is $10. There is an RSVP, I'll post this also. Uh, it's, it's divided out, I think, is for family. Well, let me just read for Thursday night. Parents and parenting in the sexualized world, that's Thursday night. Friday night is for young adults and God's, God's design for sex. And Saturday morning is a men's breakfast for 16 and over. And then at, uh, in the afternoon, everyone is welcome. And there's a schedule through uh, Saturday afternoon. That's, I think, is sponsored by Spruce Grove Apostolic and uh, First English and Managa and maybe some other churches too. Uh, Pastor Nicholas will be back next Sunday. Uh, worship service at 10.30. And notice then that next Sunday is our fundraiser for Jamie Aho. It'll be uh, running from 11.30 to 2 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. There's still need for some help, uh, especially in the uh, serving and uh, other duties like cleanup and so on. If you have any questions, talk to Dee and Dennis or Elma. And brunch is provided following our last service here, or last song here. And then uh, thank you, Dan, for sharing with us. Bring our greetings back to uh, Kingston. Hymn, hymn number 386, Who Trusts in God a Strong Abode. Trusts in God a strong abode in heaven and earth possesses, who looks in love to Christ above, no fear his heart oppresses in thee alone, dear. Consolation, our shore balm for woes, our great and sure salvation. Through Satan's wrath beset our path, and worldly scorn assail us. While thou strength shall never fail us. Thy rod and staff shall keep us safe and guide our steps forever. Nor shades of death nor hell beneath our souls from thee shall strife of mortal life, our feet shall stand securely. Temptations our shall lose its power, for thou shalt guard us surely. O God,
Oh. 